Meow, meow. I'm Anna Hilberg, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to Radio 8-Ball. Give us a shake. We are here in your ear. Questions put to song randomly with the help of our friends, synchronicity. Now it's time, now it's time, now. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and this is Radio 8 Ball Season 3, The Appening, in which we are engaging the pop oracle using the Radio 8 Ball app, which is filled with every song recorded in the history of Radio 8 Ball, including a whole bunch of my own. And this week we're going to be talking with Anna Hilberg of the band Dream Date, whose song, tour song, came up randomly as the answer to the question from Joe Kujawa, formerly Frozef, and asking her own question to the Pop Oracle. But before we get to that, let's set a little context, shall we? It's been... Uh, it's been a rough week to be a progressive Jew in America. Um, Bernie Sanders ended his campaign for president on April 8th, and April 8th was, is Passover this year. Passover, for those who don't know, is the holiday where Jews commemorate being freed from the bondage of slavery in Egypt. This yearly ritual includes the recounting of a series of plagues visited upon the Egyptians and often draws parallels between modern-day oppressions and those in the Moses story. This year, these parallels with pharaohs and plagues and oppressed peoples and vilified Jewish prophets were not a stretch. Meanwhile, in another blow to the American working class, just 24 hours before, John Prine died. And earlier in the week, Adam Schlesinger of the band Fountains of Wayne, both from complications related to COVID-19. Now, I never met Adam Schlesinger. Uh, I did play a songwriter night at the Iguana Cafe in North Hollywood in the early 90s with John Prine. Uh, Schlesinger made his name right around that time as the writer, uh, actually a little bit later, a few years later, as the writer for the music for the film That Thing You Do, a film that I also wrote some songs for. Mine, unlike Adam's, weren't chosen, which I guess maybe soured me on him for a little while, but then I was won over by his music and and was a huge fan of Fountains of Wayne. 
Um, John Prine uh, first came to prominence as the new Dylan in the early 1970s. And in the early 90s, uh, at the Iguana Cafe, where I saw and played with John Prine, the new Dylan who was rising was a friend of the show, Dan Byrne. And uh, with all of that Dylan energy swirling around this, it's interesting, or it's interesting to me at least to note that Bob Dylan had his first Billboard number one single on the week, the day basically that John Prine died and Bernie Sanders dropped out with a 17 minute internet release song called Murder Most Foul about the Kennedy assassination in which Bob name checks Nightmare on Elm Street and none of this makes any sense this should be a parody episode that isn't even funny um, but it is the world in which we live and into which this episode of Radio 8 Ball is being released and in which it happened Good day to be living and a good day to die. It led to the slaughter like a sacrificial lamb. You say, wait a minute, boys. You know who I am? Of course we do. We know who you are. Then they blew off his head while he was still in the car. Shut down like a dog in broad daylight. Was a matter of timing and the timing was right You got unpaid debts We've come to collect We're gonna kill you with hatred Without any respect We'll mock you and shock you And we'll put it in your face We've already got someone here to take your place The day they blew out the brains of the king Thousands were watching, no one saw a thing It happened so quickly, so quick by surprise Right there in front of everyone's eyes Greatest magic trick ever under the sun Perfectly executed, skillfully done Wolfman, oh Wolfman, oh Wolfman, how? Rub-a-dub-dub, it's a murder most foul. Uh, as I said, this episode was recorded on April 7th, 2020 with our guest, Anna Hilberg. And I've noticed there's a lot of child energy to this one. Aside from the song of the day from April 7th, which we'll get to shortly, the Passover story is the story of baby Moses and all that entails. But in this case, for me at least, the baby isn't named Moses. His name is Gabriel. I'm specifically thinking of my young cousin Gabriel, who I just found out has two main obsessions, trains and my music. Smart kid. <laughs> For someone who's always looking for a good reason to write a song, there really couldn't be a better one than that. So, check it out. 
My name is Gabriel and you took my nose But I took your name, I ain't giving it back, yeah My name is Gabriel and check out my clothes As I hop on the train, head down the track Choo-choo, 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 yeah Choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo, yeah Without anyone's name It should work out the same And you can't give it back Yeah, say out their name And then call out their game And then hop on the train And head down the track Now this toddling Gabriel With excellent musical taste on my dad Has been given the same name As my brother Also Gabriel course. And this has made things a little bit confusing when people talk about Gabriel needing to have his diapers changed or Gabriel needing to get his passport renewed. I mean, you probably think you know which ones I'm talking about, but you, you'd be surprised. You see, uh, my brother, Gabriel, is uh, he's a free spirit and uh, he is not above wearing a diaper. Let's just say that. I've often compared him in temperament to the musical artist whose song comes up as the answer on today's show, and synchronistically, uh, they're both named Gabriel. Uh, that's not why I compare them, uh, and I'm not suggesting that the, that the Gabriel whose song is the answer on today's show has ever worn a diaper as an adult, or even as a child. Well, how, how do I know? Uh, the point is... There's just a whole lot of baby Gaby energy in this show. And uh, I think that's probably a good thing, right? It certainly inspired me to blow my own horn a little bit. And before getting into today's reading, let's hear one more song with a younger target audience. That's Fred the Tabby Cat, which was the randomly chosen pop oracle song of the day when I had my conversation with Anna Hilberg on... April 7th, 2020. This song, Fred the Tabby Cat, was performed by the band Recess Monkey on February 27th, 2007 as part of our R8B Kids series on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM in Seattle. This song is about my cat. In fact, I'm wearing his t-shirt today. His name is Fred. He's a tabby and he's the size of a jumbo jet. You guys ready? Let's do it. Let's do it, Jack. Here we go. Two, three, I know a cat who's named Fred Rogers, a fine feline, perfect and true. There are a lot of things Fred can do. He wears a furry little ascot And he'll chase a paintbrush around the room Clink goes his tuna dish, Fred goes zoo And this is what he says, he said Meow, meow, Fred the tabby cat Meow, meow Don't want a dog, a snake, a horse, a chicken, a cow Jack's got Fred the tabby K. 
cat, he's a cat, and here comes the cat solo. Meow, 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 meow. Talks to bugs, and he always brightens up our day. Hey, and you know what he says? He says, "Meow, meow, Fred the Tabby Cat." April 7th, 2020, I'm Andras Jones coming to you from a cubbyhole in Olympia, Washington, reaching out to Anna Hilberg of the band Dream Date, whose song Tour Song was the answer to last week's question from Joe Kujava, formerly Frozef, and welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, Anna Hilberg. Hi, Andras. How are you doing? I am doing, uh, you know, I'm like the rest of the, like the rest of the, the, the world. I am curious to see how things turn out, and I, uh, I'm hunkering down here in Olympia, Washington. And where are you hunkering down? I am currently hunkering down in Cloverdale, California. <laughs> Dale of Clovers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a small town. That's uh, about in two hours north on the 101 of San Francisco, and it's known for its citrus trees. <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah. They have, a, they have a citrus fair and a citrus queen. So if this uh, goes on long enough, I hope to run for citrus queen, but <laughs> I'm not sure if the fair is actually going to happen. You know, now that you've just put that out there, I think I'm just always going to think of you that way. <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> And yeah, it's a good place to be. Lots of vitamin C during this time of, uh, I guess, uh, do you find yourself getting healthier? Do you feel like you're like this is a time of getting healthier or a time of uh, maybe it's opposite? Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. I think that like everybody in their normal workaday lives has fantasies of just dropping everything and going to the country. I don't know if that's an overstatement, but I feel like everybody kind of has those fantasies every once in a while. So... <laughs> feeling it out right now. Um, I would say the fresh air is good. There's an herb garden in the backyard. I'm feeling good and healthy. And then my um, friend that I'm staying with here, we're both uh, quite into the art of dance. So we've been doing a lot of choreography and stuff. So we've been keeping healthy. <laughs> really? Uh, what was yep. like, uh, that was something I was not aware of. Was there a, I never noticed a dance element to, to dream date, but uh, yeah. <laughs> was that one of those areas where you're just like, I can't wait to get I go to do my own thing where I can... <laughs> <laughs> where I can dance freely. It's like Footloose. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've always been interested in dance. Um, I've been a musician, but I've always loved dance. And, uh, you 
know, in art school and stuff, I was always surrounded by dancers. But um, I, my apartment in San Francisco has no furniture in the living room, just mirrors, a, a dance room. Um, so there's no mirrors up here, but we're making it work. <laughs> you can mirror each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and aside from dance, what fills your days during this pandemic? Well, so far I've just been kind of like relaxing and reading. Um, I really kind of thought that, I feel like a lot of artists that I've talked to are like, are you making things a lot right now? And I'm just giving myself like a little bit of time to just, you know, there's so many different stages. Like there's just like shock and some mornings you feel like, oh, I can get so much done. And some days you just like don't want to get out of bed. So I've just been kind of being tender with myself and um, being really low key. But I can tell that as it goes on, I'm getting like more comfortable with my new surroundings and I have my guitar up here. So I guess to answer your question, I've been pretty mellow, but I can feel a creative juices stirring <laughs> coming up for sure. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think most of the people I've spoken with uh, in this season of uh, Radio 8 Ball, season three, The Happening, uh, during, that's been all been happening during this global event, uh, pretty much people are, are saying that, and I've been feeling that as well. Like yesterday was the first day that I felt like playing my guitar. And yeah. I usually, being, like if I'm locked away for a day, because I'm because I have to sit around my house waiting for a plumber or something, the guitar comes out. But I've been locked yeah. away for two and a half weeks. Yeah. And I just like it. Just seems like. Oh no no! I don't want to. I don't want to talk with you. <laughs> but y yesterday it <laughs> happened, and I was like, oh, this. I uh, thank goodness. I'm so glad I have this. Yeah, you kind of have to wait for it to naturally happen, especially if you're, like, going through something where you're not feeling super inspired or there's any, like, fear or weirdness involved. I feel like you just kind of have... The creative space is a very, like, comfortable, playful space for me, so it's, it's going to take a minute <laughs> to get back there, I think. Yeah. Well, uh, well, you're here to sort of connect the dots for us mm -hmm. on tour song as the answer to Frozef's question, but first I need to... So to connect the dots for myself. So the last time you were on Radio 8 Ball, it was a live show at Little Red Studios in Seattle, Washington, during the middle uh -huh. of a heat wave and a show that... I remember that. We got some uh -huh. great pictures, but not... Uh, I don't think we even got that one recorded. But then you, before that, you'd performed on our show, the radio show in Seattle on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, and before that on our show on KAOS in Olympia. So I've been a fan... I, for, for a while, I was very much tracking dream date because whenever you came through town I would get whatever your new stuff was and I'd hear it on the show and it, I was very aware of you and then I, I kind of lost the bead and it was just this week that uh, our mutual friend Bart Davenport turned me on to your solo stuff which I've mm -hmm. been absolutely adoring and You're looking awesome. forward to, to talking with you about and just getting to know more of. But I'd love to, before we get into talking about Tor Song and how it relates to Frozef's or Joe's question, could you just maybe uh, give us a little bit of the trajectory of Dream Day touring and putting out, uh, and that's you and Ye Ming Chen are putting out these, uh, these records and touring all over the place. And now I, I'm seeing your own stuff. What's the, wh where have you been? What have you been up to? How did you get from there to here? Okay, great. Uh, taking you back to 2008, those were simpler times. Yes. <laughs> Good times. So, um, yeah. Although Ye last I, month was simpler times, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Everything seemed simple before that. But 
Yeah, Yaming and I, um, we had like a really fantastic run. She's my best friend. Um, we made three great records. But um, at a certain point, you know, it wasn't very like behind the music. You like nothing dramatic happened. <laughs> but we're both songwriters um, and kind of building up materials. And I think I just felt at a certain point, you know, we're all like band people. Like it's hard to get people together and people to be. Um, able to travel as much as you want to and able to like go for things as much as you want to like I just felt like I was going through this period where I really wanted to be like more dependent on myself um, where it was like if I wanted to make a record I could just do it and I'll just play all the instruments on it and just get all this material out so anyways we kind of like naturally separated and started making our own solo stuff um, and I made my first solo record uh, in 2013 self-titled Anna Hilberg with uh, Greg Ashley from the Grigri and um I played most of the instruments on that record, and um, yeah, it just was really, I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know, I, they just started, songs started parting out of me, and then after the first record, I put a band together in order to perform those songs, and then that band was just a really, really good set of musicians that I used to make the second record. Um, so the band consisted of people that helped me just perform the first one live. Um, and then, uh, so that one came out in 2018. So I usually take about four to five years to make a record. <laughs> so since Dream Date, I've made two. Um, and now I'm just considering myself a solo artist. But plot twist, uh, Yaming is the piano player in my solo band. So, and I'm the bass player in her solo band. So in essence, we're still playing together. We're just two separate people now. <laughs> so that's bringing you up to speed. So would it be possible that the two of you might tour together as solo artists? Um, I think that it's highly possible that we would, and I wouldn't be surprised if we did a little dream date tour as well. <laughs> we just like to play together under any capacity, so. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the dream. If you're a fan of a band, I think, like, and then like Beatles love is always filled with these ideas of what if John Lennon hadn't died and Paul McCartney and John Lennon had worked out their stuff and decided... Hey, we like each other. We like playing on each other. I love the way you sound. Play no one sounds like you playing on my stuff. You know, yeah. and so I just I love that. That's just that's it's wonderful and I I wish more bands could have such uh not even amicable but um fruitful breakups. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a dream date. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and it, it does also help when people are um I still learn a lot. From, we learn a lot from each other. You know, it's like any good relationship. Like, it's like um, playing with her. I learn things. When she plays with me, I learn things. And I don't know. It just works out. And we're really good friends. Uh, but I would say that the likelihood of us touring together under any capacity is highly possible <laughs> as soon as live shows start happening again. Right, right. <laughs> so, well, that brings us to, so your your song, Tour Song, uh, mm -hmm. came up now originally it came up as an answer to a question from Eden Sky about that was that she asked five years before 2012 in 2007 about preparing for the 2012 phenomenon curious if mm -hmm. that had any if 2012 was even a blip for you in your uh, travels and then that song came up as the answer to Joe's question about whether or not the systems and the the strategies that we're using for survival because the, the, there aren't systems there to protect us in a lot of ways that if those are going to be things that are going to last going forward which mm -hmm. interestingly as for some reason i felt like both of those questions had a they had they sort of bookended something 
And right. so, yeah, so I'm curious. Uh, first of all, tour song, I went back. I listened. That was your song, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and was my interpretation when I described it to... I feel like I went back and I listened to my initial interpretation and there was a part where you were correcting me. I had taken the line, don't forget the boys who separate the girls that sing as being like a negative of like boys coming in and ruining things. But then you correct me. You're like, no, no, the boys were keeping us sane. Like, cause we were all, all <laughs> at each other's throats. Um, so, and then, and then when I listened back to this, when I was describing what the tour song was about and when I, when I, whenever I hear myself talking about someone else's song and what it's about, I'm always like in retrospect thinking, what are you talking about? You don't know what the song's about. You know what you think the song's about. So what did you think about that song as the reading uh, particularly is the answer to, to Joe's reading. Okay, well, I like... The thing is, is that like, I feel like the great things about songs is that they're up for interpretation for anyone. So I don't think anyone's interpretation is wrong. <laughs> but um, I would say... Yeah, it's sort of interesting. I think that the tour song, to me, is like a really simple song about kind of this like fantasy world like a little bit of like escaping and romance and being on the road and it's like a very simple rhythmic like almost on the road kind of a song and the only way that I can really see how it relates to the question of um, how to maintain I think it was like mutual aid or resources and services during this time it's like it's almost like anything that you thought was under there's, you just can't control anything anymore. Like, nothing that you thought was taking care of you or is in control is very, like, reliable. So the only kind of interpretation that I can take is that, like, this, like, sense of wonder and romance and, like, lighthearted things is kind of the only thing that you can take with you or this, like, sense of adventure where things are going. So it doesn't really answer the question in a way other than, like, maybe you just need to rely on yourself for, like, your own fantasy world, I guess, is what I would say if you can't have concrete things taking care of you. And in a similar way, touring is like that, where it's like, it's an escape from the structure of your having to make money and being an adult and having your routine. It's just sort of like a fantasy and carving out kind of what you want to be doing on your own, which I think is a little bit of what people are feeling right now. They're sort of released from all their responsibilities. And in my in that song, I was released from a particular relationship and exploring other things. Um, but just kind of like, that idea of like, well, what actually does matter to me and what is actually something that I could look forward to and hang on to if things like that aren't working out is kind of the interpretation that I would use. Yeah. The one thing that I would think, because I've, I've spoken about it enough, but uh, the one thing from this conversation, I had sort of uh, honed in on the line, because after this, I'm coming home and we're breaking up. Mm-hmm. as sort of what people who've survived this will say to the systems that that we were supposed to just acknowledge as the way things are before the bad relationships we were in before now that we've had our expand our our uh horizons expanded why would we just settle for that but uh but then when i'm thinking of when we're talking about the breakup of dream date and how that has been such a fruitful thing that has allowed you both to flourish remain friends have all of that uh, all of the juiciness and joy of friendship and being being in a, a, a long time creative relationship, it just even though it may, it, it maybe it, you actually did just break up with this other person, just the concept of breakup has to like shift a little bit in this conversation because mm-hmm. of the example that uh, the dream date shows. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people are going to have to say goodbye to certain things that were before, whether it's a person or a way of life or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think of all the people who... You see, we, we hear all these stories about people who are losing their jobs. I'm, I'm my, my job stopped paying me. Um, and the idea that, of course, that's going to be a hardship for a lot of people. And some people are going to find out that they can survive without that job. Mm-hmm. A job that they never thought that they could live without. And then all of a sudden, after six months of figuring this out, they'll find something. And when things start up again... They may not want to work in a sandwich shop. For sure. You know? <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to be questioning a lot of things. If it's not the job, there's probably so many people that are quarantined with other people that they're second guessing. Or... <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Oh, that's. I've been thinking about all the movies that are the stories that are going to come out of this. Oh, I know. I don't know if we're going to want to see pandemic stories when we come out of this, but there's. But everyone's going to want to write one. <laughs> So, well, we're, we're wending our way to your, towards your question for the Pop Oracle, but before we get to it, I just wanted to see uh, today's uh, Pop Oracle song of the day. Every day, the Radio 8 Ball app that includes your songs and all the songs that have been recorded in the history of the show generates a randomly chosen song of the day that is featured uh, on our website and in the app. And today's, for April 7th, 2020, is the song Fred the Tabby Cat from mm-hmm. uh, Recess Monkey. And I'm just curious, does that have any particular resonance for you? The, the <laughs> archetype of the cat? Anyone named Fred? Someone, something tabby? I don't know what, it, what something tabby is, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I checked out Fred the Tabby Cat, and I think it's just, a really lighthearted song about loving your cat. Maybe just like a huge distraction, some ridiculous fun. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem to have too many layers to me, which in itself might have some layers and answer. Maybe to take things lighter or to focus on things like your cat instead of these heavy things. <laughs> Is there a cat around? Are you are you living around a cat? Not living around a cat, no. Do you have any, uh, do you have any relationship to the archetype of the monkey or... The cat, because Recess Monkey is the name of the band, so we have a a monkey and a cat. I know we just had the whole thing of where we find out that ti- uh, you see this in the news that tigers in the zoo are catching the coronavirus from people. Yes, I did see that. That's quite disturbing. That would be something that would probably pop up in my new imagery of cats for sure. Um, yeah, I guess. For me personally, the only thing I can think of is um, at my apartment in San Francisco, there's this cat that just comes into our backyard, like it's very sporadic times, and he'll just come and stare at me and my roommate. And whenever he shows up, it's when one of us is in love. <laughs> and we named it Soul Contract Cat, because whenever we see it, we're like, oh, someone's in love. <laughs> That's the only relation I personally have with the cat. Oh, okay. And monkeys? Mm-hmm. Oh, monkeys. Oh, gosh. I like monkeys. <laughs> that they're not too symbolic to me. You mean you like them in, is like, in general as an idea? Have you have you interacted with many monkeys? Um, interacted. I think I went to the Orange County Fair and did that thing where you give a penny to a monkey and then it shakes your hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a monkey with a job. Um, and, you know, 
Yeah, I, I don't think I've gotten that close to monkeys, but I like to watch them in nature videos and stuff like that. I like to watch them move around because they're like kind of like people, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> Well, I have my own question that, uh, but and it, it, I hadn't thought that it was going to connect to this at all. But had you, did you ever watch the? Uh, you're prob you're probably much much younger than me, but in the late seventies and early early eighties, as a child, I was a fan of the Clint Eastwood movies, Every Which Way But Loose and Any Which Way You Can, featuring Clyde the Orangutan. The beer oh, I've definitely seen that movie. Oh, yeah, with his little hand out the window. Uh -huh. Yeah. I've definitely seen that movie. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, then we have that to share. I'm going to be talking, I think I'll be talking a, a little bit about Clyde uh, in the in my question in the bonus episode. Uh, oh, okay, but cool. let's get to your question for the Pop Oracle. So uh, you've been on this show many times. I don't think you've actually, you've actually ever been able to ask a question on the show, have you? I don't think so, no. Well, after having answered so many, it only seems right. But mm -hmm. you deserve an opportunity to engage the Pop Oracle. So okay. why don't you open up the app? I'm talking to you on my phone here, so should I? It should work. Okay, let me go down there and see. Hang on one sec. Okay, so I'm in the app, and I'm asking the Oracle. I just have to ask, what month will the shelter-in-place end? I'm looking for a month. <laughs> what month... Will the shelter in place end? Okay. Mm -hmm. And now give it a shake. Okay. All right. I got a song called Paper Airplane. Uh, Bart Davenport? Wait. Who's, who's, who is it by? Gabriel Gordon. Oh, okay. How do you get a bloated, puff, a pussy, puffy, ignorant bastard out of office? We all want to know. on the other side of the world and you asked me to roll up the earth and dig down deep in the dirt and get down and send it to you here's what I do I fold it up and send it to you in a letter in a paper in a paper And it would sell, yes it would sell, it would sell forward to where you are. And it would sell, yes it would sell, it would sell from forward to where you are. If I was on it, I'd get the stars stopped in the motion, trip down deep into the sea, drop down deep into the bottom. Turn him to your sky And you never wonder why No, 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 no You never, ever wonder why And it would sell Yes, it would sell It would sell forward to where you are And it would sell Yes, it would sell 
yourself forward to where you are in the darkest night when there's nothing left to hold on to I can't see anything except for you and it would sell yes it would sell Sail forward to where you are, and it would sail. Yes, it would sail. It would sail towards where you are. Where you And that was Gabriel Gordon with the song Paper Airplane, which he recorded on Radio 8 Ball on June 23, 2018, as the answer to a question from his friend Joel Shearer. And that was the answer to Anna Hilberg's question, looking to find out the month that uh, this shelter-in-place will end. And uh, I was... When you asked that, Anna, I thought well, you didn't ask the year. That's not going to. That's not going to help us. Uh, but, but I, I. But still, I was kind of too struck by the synchronicity of the answer, for totally other reasons that we will get into. But I'm curious. Did you have anything? Did anything strike you in listening to that as the answer to your question? I mean, did the song not start with him saying, "How do you get a bloated man out of office"? <laughs> That was the thing, right? Uh, that's not what it said. But what did it say? if I was on the other side of the world and you asked me to roll up the earth to dig down deep in the dirt and get down and send it to you, here's what I'd do. I'd fold it up and send it to you in a letter, in a paper, in a paper airplane, a paper airplane, baby, yes, I would. Oh, okay. I thought I, I must have gotten a little vocal cut off of him in the beginning. <laughs> Oh. Wanna, oh, maybe, yeah. Wanna, oh, yeah. You oh, might want to edit that out. <laughs> actually, no, no, no. I think you probably did hear the dialogue at the beginning, because I think that's probably <laughs> what the question was about. So, oh, okay. yes, I forgot that that was, I was just listening to the song, but you heard the actual, uh, the actual dialogue before. So, yes, that's what that question related to. It's something we've been thinking about for a while. So, yeah, that does, that does resonate. Uh, in the song, though, were there any, uh, did you get any hints as to a time? Well, I was kind of looking for some, like, with the month thing, like, what some, like, imagery with the month, but it seems like it was more just saying, I don't think it gave me any clues in that direction. Maybe nobody knows. The message is like a paper airplane <laughs> that uh, is being sent up. I don't know. Did you get anything out of it? I don't know if I did. Well, I did get a sense. Well, it made me think of the reading that resulted in the original recording of Tour Song on uh, Radio 8 Ball uh, as the answer to Eden Sky's question about 2012 and this idea of natural time and sort of uh, almost like psychedelic time or quantum time. Like that seemed, mm -hmm. this song has a, and Gabriel has a sort of a very sort of, uh, I don't know, psychedelic 
style as a as a songwriter particularly i think and so like this idea of i think the line the the there's another verse and if the stars stopped in their motion and dripped down deep into the sea i'd drop down deep into the bottom and search for the their existence and their history and all of that sort of suggests this idea of time as we know it has stopped so like right and so in a way, I guess that's maybe it's just my, he has a psychedelic mind. I have a more critical mind, I guess. And so like even my response to your question was like, oh, you asked the month, but you didn't ask the year. And <laughs> I feel like the song is saying you asked about a, a calendar that is that does that is broken and doesn't like doesn't really apply anymore. Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, I could go into, you know, I again, because of my critical mind, I tend to see how things could go wrong, even as mm-hmm. I have intentions for how things could go right. Mm-hmm. And some of that is based upon fear that is unreasonable, and some of it is based upon fear that is reasonable. Right. Uh, like, uh, the very first question of this season came from a friend of mine, Walt Vincent, and it was in early February, and he was asked, he was saying, you know, I, I feel like I'm way too paranoid about this n- coronavirus I've been reading about in China and my girlfriend says I shouldn't worry about it and everyone says I shouldn't worry about it but I can't help it I'm worried mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know at the time he seemed like he was being irrational uh, right. but not so not so much now in fact he made my show look really smart <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah maybe it's like releasing the idea that there needs to be time and everything is just it's a calendar that doesn't exist. It's all up to the stars and the sea and the sky now. We're just going to have to go by the natural rhythms of the world. And what is, like, when you think of the image of a paper airplane, it's actually, it's funny because when you said it, I initially thought of a song that Bart Davenport played on Radio 8 Ball many, many years ago called Paper Friend. Mm-hmm. And I was, and... And then, uh, of course, it turned out to be a paper airplane. But do you have any... When you think of a paper airplane, what do you think of? A few things. I definitely think about, like, a school setting. Like, hitting people with it, sort of like a little, like, prank thing. But I also just think of it as, like, a very childlike... I I enjoyed making paper planes, seeing if I could make them good, and seeing if I could make them fly, and putting secret messages in them. I guess it brings up a lot of, like, childhood nostalgia. Using the sort of the logic of dreams where we are everyone in our dream, right? If you mm-hmm. were, if this was you singing to you from the other side of this uh, quarantine, if I was on the other side of the world and you asked me to roll up the earth, to dig down deep in the dirt and get down and send it to you, here's what I'd do. I'd fold it up and send it to you in a letter and a paper, a paper airplane. What would you... Like when you think about that, I guess I would think of it as my other self giving me the message that there is no concrete answer to when these things will end. That it's just sort of pulling it from the earth and coming when it wants to, kind of sailing through the sky and landing where it needs to and settling down when it needs to. And it can't be on your own time and you can't guess the months and you can't kind of figure anything out right now. You just have to kind of like let go. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's about right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first thing, of course, I thought of was paper airplane. Sounds like a germ vortex to me. But then I think, well, compared <laughs> to a real airplane, 
I would so <laughs> much rather be playing with paper airplanes. <laughs> well, would you mind sticking around for uh, for my reading and for the for the bonus episode? Um, no, not at all. I could. I definitely. After this one, there is some. Whew, big synchronicities I am going to unpack. We had initially planned to do this Patreon campaign in mid-March, and it seems weird to be asking for money during this, but I set a $1 Patreon level so that anyone who wants to listen to the bonus episodes can do it for $1 a month, which even if you're hurting, you can probably afford. I mean, Patreon it says you, I, sh- I shouldn't even bother charging a dollar a month, but... Uh, who cares what they say? Anyway, I hope you do. I hope you, you follow along with this. And I should say we had uh, we had one new Patreon member who joined, and that's Eric Boyle. And I just want to say thank you very much for being a part of this. And uh, you'll get to listen to this next episode. And before we let people go, Anna, can you tell us where we can find your music? You can find my music on all of the streaming platforms. You can find it on Spotify. You can uh, go through my record label, which is called California Clap, if you want to get vinyl. I have two albums, Anna Hilberg and Really Real. And they're both great. I'm still at that place where they're just washing over me, and I'm sort of, uh, I, I haven't like locked into this song or that. It's actually one of my favorite places to be with a with an artist is where. Uh, or a new record where I know that I'm enjoying it and it's just going to it's going to come into greater and greater focus. And I already shared it okay. with another friend and she was very grateful that I oh, awesome. I shared it. I said uh, Thank you for sharing. I told her if you uh I don't know if you if you like this comparison but she's a big fan of Jenny Lewis and I was like if you're missing that Rilo Kylie kind of feel of the sort of Jenny mm-hmm. Lewis vocals, but with an indie band kind of vibe, then this is going to totally scratch your itch. And she said it did. So. Oh, that's awesome. No, that's a great comparison. I love Jenny Lewis. <laughs> Me too. She's amazing. As are you. This is your, who cares? I mean, we both love Jenny Lewis, but I'm here with Anna Hilberg. <laughs> Once a future dream dater. Uh, always a Hilberger. Always. <laughs> Thanks for joining this episode of Radio 8 Ball Season 3, The Appening, with our guest Anna Hilberg, formerly of the band Dream Date, as well as potentially in the future. If you like our show, you could help other people find us by rating and reviewing our show positively, especially on Apple Podcasts. I hope you'll want to hear the second half of our session and subscribe to our show on Patreon. In this week's bonus episode, Anna and I talk about Olympia beer cans, 70s movies, and more Gabriel synchronicities. You can find a link to the original reading that featured Gabriel Gordon's paper airplane in the show notes. And we're going to go out with Anna Hilberg's No Fun from her Really Real LP. And with that, I'm out. Until next time. I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle.
It's the radio, it's the radio. 